Let's be radically honest. There's a reason why you decided to become the professional or entrepreneur that you are today. Is it safe to say that it wasn't to be away from those you love or sacrifice yourself and your health while doing it? What if you could create the life and business of your dreams without working harder? What if stress and overwhelm were a thing of your past? Entrepreneurial success coach Ranchelle Van Bryce is here to guide you through letting go of comparison and imposter syndrome so that you can stop making a living and start creating your epic life. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Ranchelle Van Bryce. Oh, I almost gave myself a different last name. Wouldn't have that been fun? You'd have been confused along with me. So <laughs> my name is Ranchelle Van Bryce. I am your host uh, with Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. Today's show is something that I am passionate about. You know, I think I say that every week, uh, and the truth is I love sharing information. Today, though, I want to talk a little bit more about revenue, about money. So it's three ways to make more revenue in your business. What if you had a simple formula to increase your profit? And, and revenue. I'll say revenue and profit in that way. How would that change the way you looked at your business? Years ago, I started using a profit formula in my own business when I had all the Curves franchises. When I became a consultant and a coach, I also taught this formula and I taught it to all sorts of people, all sorts of business owners, professionals, uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, lawyers, doctors. Uh, this particular formula works whether you have a product uh, or a service, whether you're a direct sales in a, a multi-level marketing company, or you're like myself, you're a solopreneur and you have a coaching business and you happen to coach in your business. So that's what I talk about today. But before I do that, um, I'm going to share a little bit about myself. I have found that most successful entrepreneurs struggle and they really struggle with how to increase their revenue without having to work harder or to sacrifice more time away from their families. What I know is very common with all of us is we really want the time and money freedom we dreamed about before we became an entrep entrepreneur, a professional, or a business owner. Um, that was my story. And that's why I decided to help entrepreneurs get their life and business back. I am super passionate about uh, the sacred art of business that will ignite your success. Today's topic is about money and it's taboo. It's a taboo topic, just like sex, just like religion and just like politics. I think that's why I love talking about it so very, very much. I wanna start with sharing the formula itself. Um, I lovingly call this my profit formula. And when you hear it, it's gonna, you're gonna hear it and go, well, uh, yeah, duh, Ranchelle. So it's really nothing new. Um, when I first heard it, I had been dry. I was driving from Lloydminster, Alberta, Canada, to I had one of my Curves franchises there. And I was driving from there to Camrose, Alberta, where my house was. I had a, another fitness center there. And I heard a business. Um, oh, it was probably a true story. It was probably iHeartRadio. <laughs> and I was listening to someone being interviewed, a consultant out of the States, a very well-known consultant out of the States. And he shared this um, particular formula um, with me. I, I interpret it this way. I massage it a little bit so it kind of fit into how I think. Um, but when I heard this, it really it changed my life. 
And at that time, our curves were struggling a little bit. We were about six years into it. And like any and all businesses, there's ebbs and flow, right? And we happened to be going dipping down into a valley uh, of revenue. And I was trying to figure out how I actually could make more money. I had about 50 staff, um, a former husband who was a stay-at-home dad, so I was supporting him. I was supporting his parents and his sister, and my parents were in business. So I felt like there was just a lot of pressure for me to really get things going and ensure that the revenue stayed in place. So without further ado, the actual formula. So attracting new clients is one way to increase your revenue. Increase your average invoice is the other one I'm going to chat about. And increase the lifetime value or the annual spend. Now, it will depend on your business how you approach this. So the lifetime value or the annual spend. Now, the bonus is margins. And I don't talk about margins, uh, especially when I'm speaking from this perspective. When I'm working with clients one-on-one, we definitely dive into some of the margins. But margins are also very important. And often that is the fastest way is you can take a look at if you're selling a product or service and you can take a look at to see if you can increase, you know, any particular margins. Uh, a quick example is when I was working with a business, when I first taught this outside of my own businesses, I asked how many actual units, so we'll call them widgets, this particular business sold. And they were selling 10,000 units a month. So I said, well, is there room for you to increase the margins? Can you go from an increase each unit, 50 cents, a dollar, $2? And what they discovered was that on average, they could increase the margins by $1.50. So each unit, they increased the margin by $1.50, pure profit. So within a week, this company literally was making after 30 days, 15,000 more dollars. So that's a that's a just that's just a quick one. So when you take a look at this particular formula, and I'm going to be really specific with numbers as examples because I think it has a lot of impact. So for example, when I when I first heard this formula, um, I owned the Curves franchises. We could not do anything about the average invoice. We had a service fee and we had a monthly fee and that was it. We also could not, uh, we weren't selling anything else. So if we were, the, the, that time we didn't have the vitamins and supplements, we had t-shirts, we had um, water bottles, we had, you know, lots of promotional materials that we weren't allowed to sell. We were allowed to give them away, but it was in our franchise rules that we weren't allowed to sell them. So when I looked at this particular formula from my business, from my business, the only thing that I could do was to take a look at the attracting new clients or increasing the annual spend. I couldn't do anything with number two. And so your business might be similar. Your margins might be your margins. You might have own a franchise like I did. So the price is the price is the price. But when you think about this from this higher level and you and you think about the, the way that you could increase business. So let's say, for example, you could increase your new clients by 10%. Uh, you could increase the average invoice by 10%. And you could increase, we'll do the annual spend by 10%. You literally could have 
Now I'm not talking money, but I'm talking percentage of growth. You could have a 10% growth in every area, possibly every single month. And I say possibly, I mean, I've seen it over and over again. When I first started to apply this to my business, what I realized there was a gap. And, um, and I'll share more about the story of curves and the gap. <clears throat> but I realized there was a possibility that I was leaving two point, my voice gets all cracked when I talk about this, <clears throat> excuse me, $2.1 million annually was being, the possibility was being left on the table. The possibility of $2.1 million. And I'll explain that um, in a little bit. But if we take a look at this formula, new clients, increasing average invoice and increasing the lifetime value or annual spend, and we incrementally increase that every single month. At the end of 12 months, your business can go like this. In fact, I've seen many businesses that I work with go from $325,000 up to a million dollars in revenue in a year, simply by applying this formula. So let's start with new clients because I'm going to dive deep. I'm going to give you some examples. If you're not driving, safety first. If you're not driving, grab a pen um, and paper, a journal, your computer, your iPad, whatever it is, right? So let's say you want to start with attracting new clients. There is a challenge in this. So the first challenge, of course, is that attracting a new client takes X amount of dollars to attract meaning um, there is some sort of investment, some sort of cost of goods, we'll use that word, to increase uh, your um, new clients. So I would say even to increase your traffic. So we'll kind of you know, go from that perspective. So when you're looking at this, the new client, a great um, question to ask yourself right now is, how much money does it cost you to acquire a new client? So how much money does it cost you to acquire a new client? This is, this is important because as we're thinking about attracting new clients, there's going to be some sort of time investment and some sort of financial investment involved in order to attract said client. The other challenge with this is the skill set that's required to attract a new client. So what do I mean by that? Um, I think that, you know, what happens as a business owner, and I was as guilty of this um, as I uh, experience and see with my clients, is that we just are so passionate about the things that we want to do. We just, we're, we get excited, we do the thing. I was excited about owning a Curves franchise. I bought the Curves franchise. There was a lot of benefits to buying a franchise. One of them was I didn't have to figure out some of the marketing. So the skill set that you need in order to attract a new client is marketing. Now, I, in my business, and when I work with my clients, I define marketing as the combination of advertising, networking, public relations, and promotion. So when I work on strategy with my clients, we, look, we work on all of those pieces. So advertising, networking, public relations, and promotions. Now, promotions can be, you know, what do I have on sale? What am I promoting? But promotions can also be what kind of content are you putting out there, 
right? Promotions can be also, who am I working with? Am I working with another company? So for example, when I had the Curbs franchises, I, every uh, city that I had a century in, I would go to uh, the bridal store and I would work with the bridal stores. And I would give them a three month pass. So a gift of three months, our ideal client wasn't actually the bride. Our ideal client was the mother of the bride. But I worked with the bridal shops and said, anytime you have a bride and, and or the mother of the bride, anytime you sell a wedding dress or a mother of the bride wedding dress or the mother-in-law, and anytime you sell that, could you please gift them, they're from the city, gift them a three-month membership. Now, I encouraged the uh, bridal stores to own it, meaning it looked like the owner of the bridal store was giving a three-month membership to the owner or to, to the person who purchased the dress. It wasn't necessary for the woman buying the dress to know that it was gifted from me to her. So it was a win-win, right? It was a win-win situation because the mother-in-law, the, the mother of the bride, they they were excited to get, I mean, everyone wants to get in shape. This is, <laughs> oh no, someone's getting married or there's like, there you know, there's a wedding, there's a high school reunion, there's, you know, whatever. Uh, there's an anniversary, special anniversary. I need to get in shape. So, you know, so what ends up happening is the, the attracting new clients takes a marketing skill set. This is what I'm talking about. Marketing is this combination of advertising, public relations, promotions, and networking. And the challenge truly is, I bet if you look at your business, you may, and I say may, I'll air quote that, you may be doing one of them. You may not be doing any of them. So if you're wanting to attract new clients, where will you find them? Now, most people, when they open the business, open the business, the first thing they think is, I'm going to go online. I'll search online. Uh, truth be told, ah, right? Every online marketing person is going to be like sending me nasty notes. Truth be told, networking is the fastest way. Find yourself a local networking group uh, and start networking because people will get to know you and they will want to buy from you. Uh, it takes a, a completely different skill set to be an online marketer than it does to create a marketing strategy, an in-person type of marketing strategy. So one skill set that you'll need to either develop or hire out is this marketing. The other piece, and this is where no one tells you, so I'm giving you my secret sauce, giving you my ninja trick number one out of, you know, 375,000. It's probably not that many. Ninja trick number one is you need to understand the psychology of buying. There is real psychology that goes into understanding who your ideal client is, who your target audience is. So when you understand the psychology of why people buy, or why they don't buy, because that's just as important. Then when you're promoting, when you're networking, when you're advertising, when you're creating content, you understand this person. Now, some marketing people will say it's your avatar. Some will say it's your ideal client. Some will say it's your target audience. But it's one thing to understand the demographics 
right? For example, um, female entrepreneurs who are over 35, who own, um, I'll say, an insurance agency, uh, who are, let me see, I'm just think of some the people that I, that I, some of the people that I work with, right? Insurance agents, oh, mortgage brokers, real estate agents, professionals. That's a specific target audience. But what keeps them up at night? What's keeping them awake? What are they worried about? What are they stressed about? That gets into the psychology of why they're looking for your product or your services, right? So there's this marketing piece, right? And I'm going to feel, I'm sure I'm going to sound like a broken record, right? Public relations, networking, promotions, advertising. Then there's the psychology piece. Why are they buying? Why aren't they buying? Which is just as important, right? What are they looking for? They're not lying in bed at night going, I wish I had the best darn coach. Ah, if they are or you are, give me a call. But you're not, right? They're not laying in bed going, I just wish I had the best coach, right? No one ever said when they came to Curves, I just wish I could find the best 30-minute fitness and weight loss center. No, that's not what was going through people's heads. So what's going through your target audience, your avatar, your ideal client, what's going through their head. Part of the psychology is, so here's, it's simple and it's complex, right? It's simple and it's complex. So the simplicity of it is the understanding, the complexity is all the moving parts, right? So I'm going to explain a little bit more about that, but how about let's, um, you know, let's go to, to, uh, to commercial. And as we go to commercial, I want to thank you uh, for being here with me. You're listening to Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle on the Inspire Choices Network. And when we return, we are going to continue to discuss the ways to increase your revenue. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something that you will have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it? Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with Entrepreneurial Success Coach Ranchelle Van Bryce, you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. Join Ranchelle Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchell. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. Welcome back, everyone. Again, my name is Ranchal Van Bryce. My business is actually called Ignite Your Success 
coaching and consulting. And I work with entrepreneurs who want to learn the sacred art of business. Okay, what does that mean? <laughs> There's a shift that's happening in how we do business. And I guide people through the journey of letting go of the old way to do business to the new way. And in this new way, you can create the life and business you want. Now, before we went to commercial, I gave you one way to increase your revenue. And that way was, of course, to attract new clients. I talked and defined marketing for you. And then I explained that there's a bit of psychology behind this, right? So we have certainly the way that um, people are laying in bed at night thinking about, you know, not our products or services, uh, I wish, but they're really thinking about the pain that they're in. And so when we're presenting, when we're, when we're doing our marketing strategy, it's important to understand that, right? So in order to attract new clients, you really need to know what they're thinking, how they're feeling, what solution they're looking for, what problem do they have? And along with that, what is also important, and this is um, two things that most people don't know, um, and I think it's just because we're not talking about it. So one of them is what I refer to as the motivation behind. So in general, people are either a move towards motivator or a move away from motivator. Okay. Again, I'm all about taking the information and applying it to you and your life and your business. If you are looking to lose weight, you will either want to lose weight because you want to feel better and you want to look better, or you will want to lose weight because you're tired of feeling like a bag of poo. You're tired of being tired. You're sick and tired of being sick and tired, right? Those are two different motivators. Some people will call it the carrot and the stick motivator. So here's the thing. If you're developing a marketing strategy, we'll talk about sales strategy in a moment. But if you're developing a marketing strategy that is based on the way that you think and feel, so like I'm a stick motivator, right? So if I base my marketing strategy on that, the words I'm going to use are not going to resonate with someone who is a carrot motivator. So I'm missing 50%, right? It's about, about half and half. I'm missing 50% of the population because I'm not speaking their language. If I keep on talking about my business, right? And it's important that people know what we do, absolutely. But if I never get to the pain of why people would be looking for a Ranchal, why they would want to work with me, then it's all about me and not about my ideal client. So that's, that's another mistake that can happen now. Okay, so we have attracting new clients. We're gonna create a marketing strategy, which is an advertising strategy, a networking strategy, a public relations strategy, and a promotional strategy. And even if we just start with one of those things, then we need to know what's keeping our people up at night. Uh, are they a move towards motivator or a move away from? Carrot or stick. The next piece that's important in understanding this, and I promise I'm gonna tie it all together for you by the end of our time together. The next piece is what's their buyer type? Everyone has a different buyer type and we're often a combination of two. So I'm all about taking action. So if I'm reading something, I'm a scroller, right? I look for all the bolded points. I don't read paragraphs, right? I'm also what's referred to as a nurture. So I really like relationships. So those two things influence how I buy. So 
tying into I'm a stick motivator. So I'm motivated by being in, I'm in pain. I think a lot of us are motivated by pain, but we might be attracted to the carrot words. So I'm a stick motivator. I'm an action purchaser and a nurture purchaser. And by the way, that's less than 20% of the population. So if I'm developing my marketing strategy based on how I feel and how I look, the lens through which I look through, I'm only literally touching 20%, so a little bit less than that, 20% of the world. So when you say marketing is hard, what makes us hard or getting new clients is like, getting new clients is really hard. It's like, yes, it's simple. There's a formula. There's just things that maybe you are unaware of. So I'm going to pause here um, to give an example. We're talking about attracting new clients and, um, and we're talking about the strategy behind attracting new clients and some of the challenges. So the challenge one is it takes more time and more efforts, more investment of cash, cash flow, more investment of time, which is cash to do the thing. It's maybe a lack of understanding of all the components that are involved in developing a strategy. So those are some of the challenges, but the, what, when you, when you, figure this out when you do a deep dive into who your ideal client is and the psychology behind when you look at it from a strategic level what I'll share with people is what if you had a hundred clients and you just wanted to increase it by 10 percent you're looking at 110 clients now that could be 110 a month that could be 110 a day could be 110 a year right so just kind of leaving it open like that so if you're thinking about increasing, right, your um, attracting a new and increasing your new clients, pardon me, those are the components, right, of uh, all the things you need to be in awareness of to do that. But it's possible. So we're going to focus on increasing in this example, focusing on increasing and attracting 10% more. Now, let's move into number two, which is to increase your average invoice. So how do you increase your average invoice? Well, here's two examples that you may or may not have heard of. Would you like fries with that? Or can I supersize that for you is one example. Or in Canada, we have a company called Superstore. And in Superstore, when you go up to the till, they say to you, would you like the deal of the week? Secret ninja number two, or uh, secret yeah, ninja number two, ninja, ninja secret number two, let me try that again, is that the deal of the week is not on sale. They're just offering it to you. Um, I don't know, last time you drove in through the McDonald's drive through they may not say to you now, want fries with that, which is my first example, but they might be have, say, for example, they have a new, I don't know, pumpkin spice muffin um, and th th so you order a burger and they offer you a muffin. You order a wrap, they offer you a muffin. They order you a coffee, they offer you a muffin. So here's the thing. If, they, if that didn't work, they wouldn't do that. So we can take a look at what some of the big box stores are doing or the franchise are doing and ask ourselves, how can we create something similar? How can we mimic this? Now, the skill set that's needed to under, is to understand the psychology of sales behind this. Now, I've already mentioned this, so it's not a new skill set, but going back to understanding the motivators, right, behind why people buy, 
why people they don't, why people don't buy, and know that there's, depending on who you follow, some people say there's four buyer types and some people say there's five buyer types and we're a combination of two, right? So you need to under, understand that. What's really important here is that you have a sales strategy. So many companies don't actually have a sales strategy. They don't understand the skill set that's required. Um, that's one thing, but they think it's just about conversation, which it can be just about conversation, but it has a very specific beginning, a very specific, I guess, intention, a very specific middle piece that's required, and then a very specific end piece. And the other piece of that is the ability to overcome objections. What's an objection? Why people don't want to buy. What people tell you when, they, when you ask for the sale what do they what do they say and how do you respond right this is really really important right so it certainly is a skill set that can be developed i think the biggest um, thing one thing if i could share one thing with you is we'll go back to people aren't laying in bed at night wishing they had the best darn weight loss center or best coach ever but they're laying in bed at night and they're in some sort of pain. And what they're looking for is the solution, right? So they have a headache. What are they looking for, right? They're not looking necessarily for a pharmacist that could be or a pharmacy that could be part of it. But really what they're looking for is aspirin or Tylenol or Advil. They're seeking to get rid of the pain, right? So these are all really, really um, important components and um, one of the things I'll share with you after the break is to take a look at that exercise that I gave you, that 10% exercise, and show you in real life what can happen as you start to apply the information that I'm sharing with you, and you actually apply it to your business, right? So one of my goals always is to connect with you um, and assist you in any way possible. Now, I talked earlier about the art of sacred business. And so if you would like to know more about that, I encourage you to reach out to me and email me uh, at rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca and put in the subject line, the art of sacred business, because this, uh, what I'm sharing with you is part of that. I'd love to do a deep dive with you truly and share more of this with you. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something that you will have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it? Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with entrepreneurial success coach Ranchelle Van Bryce, you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. Join Ranchell Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, 
carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you. We're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchell. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, this is Ranchell Van Bryson. Yes, you are on Ignite Your Success with Ranchell. Before I went to break, I shared with you two ways to increase your revenue. The first one, of course, was to increase uh, your uh, increase a new client. My goodness, attract a new client. The second one was to increase your average invoice. Whew, that was difficult to say this time. And I promised you to share this formula in a like in a real life application. So. Um, when I first started to teach this years ago, I was working with uh, um, a retail outlet and their average invoice was around $100. Now, this is the same company that said, I, you know, I asked about their margins. So they immediately had an increase of revenue of $15,000 after a said period of time, right? And so we took their average invoice uh, of $100 and we kind of asked ourselves, what if we could increase that to $110? What would that look like? What would the sales team need to learn? Uh, how do they need to sell differently at all? Uh, what changes need to happen to customer service in order for this to happen, right? And so in the end, they, they actually, over a six-week period, went from $100 per average sale to $125. And they were, as I said, selling thousands and thousands of units a month, right? So let's just, for the simplicity's sake, for math, right? Uh, I had said earlier, if you go from 100 clients to uh, increase by 10%, you're at 110 clients. So what if you increased your average invoice from $100 to $110? What would that mean for revenue? So quick math, right? A hundred customers per day or per month, pardon me, paying $100 is $10,000 in a month. Per year, that's $120,000. If these 110 customers per month paid $110, that's $12,100 a month and per year is $145,200. So by simply making this one shift in, uh, in increasing the average invoice from $100 to $110, in this particular instance, that it's what, an increase of $25,000 a year. Anybody interested in, you know, at, at that rate, at an extra $25,000 a year. You know, when I really started to see this in action, I was always in, in awe, right? So as I said, with this place that I, that I was working with, some of the questions we asked, you know, was around sales, but we started thinking, uh, you know, what could we do? So I'll give you some examples. We started to do a gift with purchase, right? Now, if you think about, so in Canada here, we have um, places like the Bay, 
right? And they have bay days. That's one. So there are sometimes during bay days, they'll have the, in their makeup centers. So Lacombe, as an example, Lancome uh, is, a, is a makeup line. And they focus on the a gift with purchase. So with when you spend X amount of dollars, they're going to gift you this, you know, said value add. Well, wouldn't you know that if their average invoice was $100, the gift with purchase would require a purchase of $25. And wouldn't you know that on average, their units, right, what they sell isn't $25, but it's $50. So do you see how they've done that is they're increasing their revenue by offering a gift with purchase. Now, there is a lot of information that goes in that the cost of goods, right? Uh, making sure, ensuring that when you're doing a gift with purchase, you're not losing money by doing a gift with purchase. So there's some, there's certainly some economics that needs to go in this. But when you think about it, and you think about all the different ways that you could possibly increase your average invoice. Um, and again, just, just use box stores as examples of what that would look like. Right, a box store could, will tell you. So, what do I mean by a box store? I'm talking about those bigger, like Superstore, um, uh, the Bay. Uh, so, other grocery stores. Look to see what they're doing, and can you maybe, as I said, mimic what they're doing? So, we've talked about average invoice. I've talked about increasing um, new clients. We've talked about some of the, the challenges with that. You need a good marketing strategy. You need a good sales strategy behind those closed doors. You need to understand the psychology behind why people buy and why they don't buy. You also need to understand how to uh, create, I guess, a strategy with the right verbiage so that you're attracting both all buyer types, but you're also attracting the move towards motivators and the move away motivators, right? So all of this is kind of part of what I refer to as, uh, uh, as the profit formula. Now, I'm going to go into the last aspect of this, which is to increase the lifetime value or the annual spend. Now it's different. When I looked at the curves, uh, when I had the curves franchises, I looked at the lifetime value. So on average, we found that women stayed at curves for 14 months before they left. So on average, now some people stayed way longer, some people stayed less, but on average, it was 14, it was 14 months before they, they ended their agreement. What I decided was what would happen if, so I played a what if, what if all 8,000 members, not going to happen, all 8,000 members decided to stay an extra six months. Now, when I was thinking about this, I was driving from Lloydminster to Camrose and I went, oh my goodness, that would be like an extra $200,000 a year. Like that would be a life changer. And then I went home and I started working things out and started, uh, went to my uh, computer and brought the calculator out, right? I didn't have a smartphone at the time. <coughs> Excuse me, brought my calculator out. And so here's what I did. At that time, people were paying $49 a month for their membership. I went $49 times 8,000 times six. So $49 times 8,000, because that's how many members I had, times six, as in six months. Okay, that was not $200,000. It was over 
$2 million. That's a mic drop. Over $2 million. Now, I knew that not everyone was going to stay for six months. And I knew that not every single person was going to stay. But the what if game, like the what if game that someone just messaged me, OMG, I know that like $2 million, it was a game changer. It was a game changer because I started to see how important it was that I understood how to increase the lifetime value. Now, guess what's involved in understanding how to increase the lifetime value? Yep, you got it, the psychology. So why people say yes to you and buy your product and service is different than why they stay. There's different psychology. There could be different motivators. There's different reasons. So it's important to understand what those are so your people will stay with you longer. Now, if I'm selling, that was a service. If I'm selling a product, how can I increase the annual spend? Now we could say lifetime value as well, but I find that people find it easier to wrap their head around this one. If I want to increase the annual spend. So let's say I have a client who on average spends, um, you know, let's say $300, $300 they, they spend on average of spending $300. And I want to increase that by even if it's just 10%. So to $330. Now I certainly can get, if I'm, if I'm following the formula, you're doing 10% new clients, 10% average invoice, their lifetime value like will automatically increase. But what are ways that you can increase the annual spend or lifetime value? So we go back to like, what if, what would be possible? What are all the ways? So one of the things that happened when I worked with this particular retail industry, what we realized was um, that, and this, so this industry was in the um, so was lingerie, like it was bras, right? So under undergarments there, that's the word I was looking for, undergarments for women, well, and men eventually, but undergarments for women. And what we noticed was that uh, an average undergarment would last them about uh, just under a year. So we was like, well, how can we increase that? So even though they don't need one, but we, we'd increase their desire. We came up with an incredibly awesome strategic plan. And so, and it, so it's not a mic drop. Are you ready? We stayed in touch with them. Crazy, I know. <laughs> we stayed in touch. We didn't spam them with, uh, with newsletters, uh, or e emails about everything that was on sale, uh, right? What, but what we did do was we'd say, okay, so here's a, for example, there's a line of a bra called an emprunt. It's a hand-stitched bra from Paris. It's an investment. But so we knew that these women in particular really cared about what their undergarments look like. So what we would do is when we, there was a new emprunt product in, we emailed the people who purchased Ompront so that they would know that a new style was coming in or a new color. We knew what kind of bra Ompront brought the color. So if we had a matching panty that came in, we would email them about the matching panty. If we knew that that panty was going to be discontinued or that bra was going to be discontinued, we emailed them about that one 
thing. They did not get a gazillion emails. But what they did get was they received emails and Facebook information, Facebook posts, like, you know, old school when posts used to post something and people would come in and say, I saw your Facebook post and uh, I want to buy this thing. Crazy. It happens. It happened. Um, but we would, we would be really, really specific and strategic. Now, the other thing that happened was this company made a decision to not have a sale going on all the time. Now, there's real psychology behind that, and I don't have time to share that with you today. But they did decide they would have a blowout sale twice a year. So when, when there was a sale, then they would email everybody on their list. There was tens of thousands of people on their list. But we were so strategic that people felt supported connected. They felt that they were part of a community. We created after hour events for people who bought the Empreinte bra. We created the after hour events for people who bought Saks underwear. There was, there, it was all strategy and all psychology, but it's, it, when you put your place, put your, put your, um, put yourself in the position of your ideal client, you can come up with some super, super creative ways to make this happen. It, it is, it is just, um, it, it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. So before we go to break, quick review, uh, how do you increase your revenue, new clients, average and increase average invoice and increase, of course, the lifetime value or annual spend and what's involved in all of that, having a deep understanding of who your clients are, what their fears are, what their pain is, what the solution is that you're offering and understanding their motivating factors. <gasps> as well as understanding what, uh, why they want to buy and why they don't, don't want to buy. So let's go to break. Again, my name is Ranchelle Van Bryce, and you are in Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something that you will have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it, would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with entrepreneurial success coach Ranchel Van Bryce, you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. Join Ranchel Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. Hey, 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 it's Ranchelle. So whether you're just joining me now or you have stuck with me all the way through, I want to welcome you to Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle here on Inspired Choices Network. I am talking about three ways to increase your revenue today. And I talked about, of course, increasing uh, the amount of new clients you have, increasing your average invoice, or increasing the lifetime value or lifetime annual spend of your clients. <clears throat> uh, other components and other things just to be in awareness of is we talked about the, the deep understanding of the psychology behind this. And I spend a lot of time talking about this because it's often overlooked. 
And I think um, a lot of times if, if a strategy isn't working, it's just you're missing a few key pieces. And one of those key pieces I want to share with you as we close out the show today is the uh, actual mindset behind a successful strategy. So I love everything to do with mindset. I think it's extremely important. Uh, when I approach mindset with my clients, I take a two-pronged approach. I look at it from a scientific perspective and a spiritual perspective, right? I remember years ago, someone told me that there was no room there was no room in a business to talk about God or spirit or divine intelligence or Allah or Buddha or creator or whatever you want to, whatever your word is. And I remember someone saying there was no room. And I thought, well, I, I, I don't want to be in business. And if I can't talk about my, about my spirituality, about my faith, it is a, an important part of who I am. But I also really believe in the science. And so that's why I share both because some people don't have the same belief that I do. And I want to be able to explain how your brain functions and why it's extremely important, why you weave mindset into strategy. So I'm going to take the scientific approach first. Every time you have a thought, your brain turns on a circuit and it releases a chemical and you start to feel like you think. So if you have an insecure thought like, mm, I hate doing paperwork or I'm not good at this marketing stuff you will begin to feel insecure or feel the pain of the paperwork or the pain of marketing. And all of your corresponding thoughts follow. All of your corresponding thoughts will follow that. So imagine what kind of marketing campaign, as an example, you're going to create with the thoughts and feelings of, I don't like marketing. This is too hard. This sucks. I can't figure out the Facebook algorithm. Okay, You're not meant to, by the way. Side note. <laughs> How do you how do you stay on top of Facebook? Uh, create connection, create connection. Part of the life, increasing your lifetime value is, I don't know, is to have a relationship with the people that you're selling stuff to, whatever that looks like for you. But truly, that's it, right? Facebook just wants you to have a relationship with your clients or the people who like your page. So there you go. Secret ninja tick number three for the day. So your corresponding thoughts are going to follow how you feel. So, or how you think and how you feel. So it goes think, feel, you emit, you emit a chemical reaction, all corresponding thoughts follow that. You're going to build a marketing strategy from a place of I suck. And I can promise you then your marketing strategy won't work, right? Can't be done. So the other way to approach this, of course, is through spirituality. So we can say things like, thoughts become things, or we can talk about like the law of attraction, which by the way, next week's show is going to be all be all about is the law of attraction, a bunch of bullshit. Um, so we're going to take a look at this from a spiritual perspective when thoughts become things. So what does that actually mean? Well, it actually means that when you think about something, you, you desire something. So I desire a kick-ass marketing strategy, let's say. Uh, then the universe, now creator, divine spirit, God, Allah Buddha, whatever works for you, starts to conspire to ensure that you create a kick-ass marketing strategy. True story. Here's the thing. We want the marketing strategy to fall in our lap. We want the marketing strategy to be wrapped in this beautiful, uh, I, I talk lots about this, a beautiful Tiffany box, <clears throat> right? Blue box, beautiful white bow. 
Sometimes it's messy. Sometimes it comes in as, oh, uh, now I need to uh, learn. Oh, I, I listened to this Rem Shalchik on, on Inspired Choice Network. And now she's telling me I need to like understand psychology, WTF, right? WTF. So you might've asked for a kick-ass marketing strategy and guess what? You hear my voice saying, hey, this is simple, but it can be complex. And hey, I can help you if you want some help, reach out to me. Right. So what will you have to do? You might actually have to reach out to somebody. You might actually have to do the work behind it. So like the money doesn't fall from the sky, right? The marketing strategy doesn't necessarily fall in your lap. Although I have to share with you, every time I say that I need something, it just appears. I need a new way to understand this. It appears a book comes up, uh, something comes up in my Facebook feed. I got to tell you, it feels like a miracle. So whether we approach our strategy, understanding the science behind it, or we approach it from the understanding of once I decide I want something, the universe conspires for me, the ultimate, uh, I think it's a great truth. Some people would say it's an ugly truth. The ultimate, uh, perhaps ugly truth is, is that you're going to need to take action and it will need to be inspired action versus just taking action. Because if you're just taking action out of fear, you will create more of what you don't want, which is fear. So it is a bit of a mind. Um, it is a bit of a mind fuck. I pause to see. Yeah, I'm going to say that. It is a bit of a mind fuck. Truly, it is. Because we, as a human species, have made this really, really complicated and complex. And I'm sharing with you that it doesn't need to be complicated or complex. It's just a few key pieces that are important for you to understand, right? So this spiritual perspective, if you're, if you're unsure of what I mean by that, I have a gift for you. And it's just a quick three-minute quiz, right? So it's at ranshellvanbrice.com backslash pursuing hyphen or hyphen creating, right? And we'll have this in the, in the link for you. So you don't have to worry about it. Right. You don't have to worry about it. Okay. Tying this up real quick. Three ways other than margins, new clients, increase your average invoice, increase your lifetime value, or of course, increase your annual spend. Psychology is important in your marketing. And so is mindset. Psychology is important in sales strategy. And so is mindset. If you don't have the skill set, connect with me at rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. This can be simple. It does not need to have to, to be com complicated or complex. Next week, I would love for you to, in, uh, to come to the next week's show, which is, is the law of attraction actually just a lot of BS? Because I hear all the time from my people, oh, I tried that thing once and it didn't work. And I can share with you why it didn't work. There's a reason why it didn't work and it's not your fault. You're not making any mistakes. You're just unaware of the next ninja trick that I will share with you. On how Thank to you for that. listening so to Ignite Your Success with Ranchell. Ranchell returns Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, be big, be bold, be brilliant, be you.